This is Wake and Bake with Reverend Kim. When I was 16, I met my spirit guide for the first time. Well, one of them anyway. And it changed my life. I was sleeping in, as a teenager does, but awoke in a flash. And it really did happen very quickly. My eyes were open and I had this knowing, it was just there, that something had caught on fire. I knew that it was something that belonged to my family, but that it was okay. It wasn't a bad thing. I knew there were flames and that whatever it was was gone, but I also had a confident knowing that it was all okay. And then it changed. That feeling went away. I saw the letter J and heard the word dead. Before I could panic or even begin to register what had happened, I saw my spirit guide. There was a woman standing at the end of my bed. She had long, straight, waist-length hair parted down the middle. She was wearing a dress, a long, flowing dress made of patchwork. I can still see all the squares. I have no idea how long she was there. Just watched her. We looked at each other. I felt calm, a deep sense of peace. There was nothing scary or threatening about her presence, even though sensing spirit had always scared the shit out of me. This was different, though. She was different. This moment was different. I knew it, but I didn't know what or why or how. And then she was gone. I laid in bed with it all for a while, still feeling that peaceful calm, but wondering what the heck had just happened. And then my mom came into my room, with the phone still in her hand to tell me the news. My dad's hunt camp had been hit by lightning and burned to the ground. But it was okay, because they wanted to get rid of it anyway, and the insurance money was a bonus. And then another call came in. A girl I went to school with, whose name started with the letter J, had drowned. I didn't understand it then. I fully understand it now. And I know that what happened that morning changed the trajectory of my life. I was being introduced to not only what would eventually become something bigger than I'd know what to do with, but also to Mary, one of the spirit guides who would help me to understand it all. Quite a few more guides have stepped in since then, including my master guide. That's a story I love to tell, but in full proper context, because it's still even hard for me to believe. It explains so much, though including why I, too, was hit by lightning. Not long before that experience, I was zapped. My mom has intuitive abilities, too. She's always been able to sense spirit and has known things she shouldn't, and she dreams prophetically, too. And she always, always used to bug me to get off the phone whenever there was an electrical storm. I was that typical girl, phone glued to my ear, and I'd get so annoyed, so frustrated every time it started to rain, and my mom would come into my room and tell me to get off the phone, insisting lightning would get me. I never believed it and always thought she was being a little crazy about it. Mom, I'm not going to get hit by lightning. But moms always know, don't they? Sure enough, one fine electrical stormy day, it happened. I felt a surge right through me and the line went dead and the phone never worked again. I had pain down one side of my body and a ringing in my ear for a long time. The phone company had to come and replace the wiring. The grass in the front yard was all black and scorched where the line had been hit. She knew. She knew it was going to happen. And I've been different ever since. I can even hear electricity. Sometimes so loud I have to go around the house unplugging things. I feel it. And I was eventually shown that I can even interrupt radio waves. That's a whole other story though. (laughs) It's intense. But I've also since learned about the significance of being hit by lightning. Many cultures believe that healers are chosen and aided in this way. The shaman in the Andes wait for their successors until someone's been hit. It's no coincidence that I began to feel energy more powerfully and more clearly, I guess, after that. 
I could always sense spirit, though, since I was little. I grew up terrified, but I also didn't know any different. I assumed that everyone went to bed that scared, eyes wide open, waiting for the room to clear out so he could finally feel safe enough to drift off. I used to sleep with my bed against the wall and my back up against that so I could keep watch and beg and plead for them to all leave. I eventually fell into this thing that I used to do, this method I came up with to clear the room. I'd focus really, really hard and sweep the room from corner to corner with my eyes with a solid intention of whisking everyone out. I'd use the sweeping motion and make kind of like a whirlpool whooshing thing, guiding all energy to the window and out. I'd command them. I'd do that with such great intensity and then finally be able to settle in and sleep. And I really did think that everyone went to bed like that. I really did think everyone saw and felt what I did. Why would I know any different? I could also always see energy. I could see the aura around people, but also around things. And I remember asking my mom one day what that was. She didn't know what I was talking about, and I didn't understand why she didn't know what I meant. I could see waves of energy, kind of like what you'd see over a toaster or a very hot pavement or the hood of a car. Those heat waves, dense energy moving around. I can see that around people and objects. Around, but also inside and through. I understood it like the line in the Matrix when the little kid says, There is no spoon. I understood all of this as a child, but I didn't realize that it wasn't everyone's experience. But nobody was talking about this stuff. Some ghost stories here or there, but nothing about the reality of what I was experiencing and how to manage it all. I had to figure all of this out on my own. Or so I thought. Enter my guides. It was them who explained to me what was happening when I discovered that I can get a synopsis of someone's life struggles when I touch them. The shampoo bowl when I was in hairdressing school shocked me real good when I got story after story and knew things about my clients that I really shouldn't. It was my guides who explained what was happening when I was healing and protecting my son in utero and how I even knew that my daughter would be born with a very specific and unique physical quality before she was born. But they explained it all and they continue to as I progress through so many new understandings for myself, my clients and the world around me. I didn't grow up with religious teachings. My mother's Catholic and my father's Muslim, and they left it up to us kids to discover for ourselves what we believe. And I'm so grateful for that. Because not only did I not grow up with any kind of dogma, but it's also so validating when I'm told something and then I look it up only to discover it's a real thing and accurate. It blows my mind. That's how I met all the archangels that I have. Not that long ago, I would have said a hard no if anyone asked if I believed in angels. But what am I going to do when they appear before me and introduce themselves by name, tell me why they've come, only to find out that their names, appearance, and purpose have already been well documented and is exactly what I was told and experienced? My own first-hand knowledge is much more powerful than being asked to believe in faith. Knowing is where I head, beyond the place of faith. There's no place for doubt in what I do. And wow, have I love stories to annihilate it all. Like the one where I met my guide that I call my bodyguard. I had reached a point where I was so, so overwhelmed. I was dealing with rooms full of spirit more often than I could handle and using so much of my energy trying to ignore them or clear them out or ask them to come back at their session time or whatever. And it was taking a toll. And this is where my stubbornness shows up again. I was so insistent that I learn how to get them to leave, to leave me alone, to leave my kids alone, to leave my space. It was a lot of work to keep up, and I finally hit a wall. I had that moment of, okay, this is just too much. I can't continue like this. And I finally said the words, 
I need help. And just like that, poof, he appeared. His name is Alfonso, and he looks just like the man in the movie The Green Mile. Same beautiful, gentle nature, but a big boy that nobody wants to mess with. He's amazing. As soon as I need him, all I have to do is think his name, and there he is. All, yes, boss, I got this. And just like that, the room is empty. He's got my kids, too, even when they're at their dad's, the little mediums that they are. But why did it take so long for him to show up? Because we have free will, and I'm stubborn as fuck. I had to ask. Otherwise, they can't interfere. I was so insistent in needing to do it myself. He had to stand back and wait till I finally surrendered and asked for the help. <laughs> Lesson learned. I don't have to do it all. I've got support. Ask for help, Kim. <laughs> I've got guides that I channel when I do readings. Guides that I channel when I'm writing. Nothing, absolutely nothing that I do or know comes from me. It comes to me and through me. I read books to confirm what I've already been shown or told. My knowledge comes to me firsthand. That can be frustrating at times, though, because, again, I want what I want when I want it, not ever liking to have to wait to have things explained. But it's also been a bit of a long, lonely journey with all this, too. It's hard to live in the world when you've just played in the beyond. It's hard to connect and feel normal, whatever that is. I don't have normal interests or conversations. I don't feel part of society and don't care for most of their ideas or ways. I've never fit in, and the outer world doesn't fit well with me either. We just don't blend well. The physical reality is always a little off to me, and I don't navigate it well. Even things like keys are complicated for me. I can't even open doors. <laughs> and I've got dyslexia too, which I believe is part of the ability. I literally see and understand things differently. My perceptions aren't of this dimension. Nothing is linear. I have some color blindness too, and I can see and feel illnesses in people's bodies. It gets very confusing. So many questions. And I've gotten really frustrated, overwhelmed beyond knowing how to cope with it all, and unable to find help, guidance, answers from anyone or anywhere out there. I was told during my hissy fit about <laughs> insisting I'm not leaving this meditation cushion until I have my answer. But that's exactly where I'm to go for my answers, though. I go up. And who told me that? Not just Jesus, but God, too. I see them. I hear them. They speak to me. And they leave me gifts, too. Physical gifts appear out of nowhere. And I cry so hard that I can't breathe when it happens. I'll share those stories another time. But when I met my master guide, I was taken aback and left to wonder about the validity of everything I've received. It seemed a little too out there, even for me. I used to see a white mass of energy. No real shape, no form, just white light. It would appear and information would just be transmitted without speaking. I would know something I didn't know moments before. That's called claircognizance. I'd be given information. I'd know things as if pulling it out of a memory. Then one day in a meditation and spiritual development class that I was leading, which I started going to looking for my own answers and very soon after ended up teaching, which was a little frustrating at the time too until it was explained to me by my guides that it's another way that I learn effectively by teaching. And you'll notice that I always teach what I need to learn, even if it's more layers of what I know. There's always a new spin, a new depth to reach, a new way of understanding or explaining something. And I really get that and appreciate it now. But anyway, this mass of light transformed one evening. He showed himself to me and introduced himself too. But what do you do when you open your eyes and have to tell a room full of people that you just saw Zeus? <laughs> 
This stuff is hard to believe, but what do you do when it's you that experiences it? I can't deny it then. I saw it myself, my own two eyes. And it makes sense too. My connection with electricity and lightning, even my Turkish background. Cyprus, the island my family is from, is half Turkish and half Greek. The cultures are so similar, blending in language and food and feeling. My daughter has a Greek name, and I resonate with the energy so much. So, I met Zeus. And the really interesting thing, a friend who attended the meditation that night, someone that I've always had these weird similarities with. I actually call her my genie because she knows things and brings me stuff without knowing how she knows that I need them. Coincidences just abound with her. She came out of her meditation just as humbled and hesitant to say who she met as her own guide. Poseidon, Zeus's brother. It all makes sense, even when it's so far out there. Intuition says otherwise, though. There's this interesting space that you get into, where it becomes so easy in the moment to accept it. Our minds later on analyze it and pick it apart and let doubt creep in. But in the moment, in the energy, you feel it. You know, on such a deep level that there's truth to what your human self has trouble accepting. But Zeus it was, and Zeus it is. He's still around, but I need him in much bigger ways than some of my other guides. He's my master guide. So he's like the big boss popping in when I need to course correct or to boost me and get me on my way. Or should I say zap? <laughs> it really is electric. We're all different. Or I'll receive and perceive energy differently. And by understanding your specific ways, you can learn to hone the ability and turn toward the guidance and clarity that you want to receive. I never asked for any of this. I was born knowing and never lost it, even though I didn't fully understand it. I always knew we were a part of a whole. I always believed in destiny and signs and the flow and soulmates. I always felt spirit and knew things that I shouldn't. I took it all for granted and really thought everyone lived the same way. I wasn't ever interested in psychic development or mediumship. It scared me. I didn't enjoy it at all and wanted no part of it. I think that might contribute, though, to why I've been given this ability. There's no ego attached to it. I didn't even go into business on purpose. I didn't want it. I also didn't have a choice, though. It just happened. It unfolded on its own, with no desires or wants or even much enjoyment from it. Gratitude, though, yes, deeply, witnessing the miracles. I've been able to witness so many incredible moments, breathtaking, so much so that I've literally fallen to my knees in tears, humbled beyond words. More than once, there's so much more to this world that we live in. The other dimensions are here. They're real. And we really are powerful beyond measure. The soul is eternal. And wisdom and beauty are everywhere. We're not alone. We have support. We have free will. They can't interfere. Learn to ask for help. Learn to recognize it and understand it when it arrives. And it will. It always does. And when it does, don't dismiss it. Bear witness and acknowledge it from your soul. Let the ego be silenced. Let the ego know its place. Let spirit flow and tap into the unconditional realm for yourself. That's what I love about spirituality. Religion asks you to believe what you're told. Spirituality asks you to have your own direct contact and know for yourself. I've moved beyond faith into knowing. And I also know that the things that I know don't even scratch the surface. I'm receiving more and more every day and learning through life, learning through my experiences with the divine. I have my own personal relationship with God, with the universe, and I know that I really am the I am. Evolution was shown to me, again as a teenager, in a vision that I had. It caught me completely off guard, and I wasn't the same after that either. 
that saw the unfolding of life, of our world, of the universe itself playing out before me like a movie on a screen. I didn't know what I was seeing or why at the time, but I get it at that now too. Another layer of awakening bestowed upon me, information transmitted, channeled. I spent the millennial New Year's Eve curled up on the floor after yet another episode when a wave of energy knocked me to the floor with a headache so bad I couldn't stand up. I didn't even have it in me to explain why I couldn't meet up with my friends who were waiting for me. I couldn't move, right at the peak of an energetic shift in our reality. The changing over of the millennial packed a punch and marks another time of leveling up for me. I was changed again after that experience, which I've also since read or heard about happening to some spiritual humans that I greatly respect and admire. I really didn't have a choice in any of this. I actually resisted it most of the way, and I still do quite often. But that's only when I'm feeling sorry for myself. Only when my ego says it's hard or scary or why me? I'm not worthy. Or feeling lonely and isolated with how I operate. That doesn't last, though. For the most part, I'm curious and humbled and grateful. I await instruction is my mantra, and how I show up with every client and opportunity for spirit to work through me. It ain't about me. This is how I am here to serve. I've had enough direct experiences to convince me of the other dimensions and love to be able to help point others in the same direction. When I can give evidence to someone that their loved one is still here and actively working with them, it changes the course of their lives too. Grief can heal and they can know for themselves that we really are eternal. Energy is what we are, indestructible, unifying, and all-powerful. I know this. I've had contact and experiences to show me. I know things I could have no other way of knowing. And you can too. Not everyone is meant to do it professionally, but everyone is meant to awaken in their own time and in their own ways, in one lifetime or another. And for the here and now, I'm along for the ride, learning and sharing and bowing to the mystery, to the unfolding, to the eternal. I'm here to light it up, and you can too with Reverend Kim.